Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Musculoskeletal Minute, presented by Basics of Ortho, where it's just the basics. We aim to boost your musculoskeletal knowledge and build your confidence in caring for common orthopedic conditions. I'm your host and blue ribbon winning preschool artist, Jason Coggins. In today's episode number two podcast, we'll be covering the basics of the medial collateral ligament of the knee, including anatomy, function, injury, common presentation, and injury treatment. I trust that you'll find this segment valuable. So let's get started. The medial collateral ligament of the knee. So it is a ligament on the inside portion of the knee. It runs from the medial femoral condyle to the tibial condyle. And its purpose is to prevent the knee from uh, excessive valgus uh, positioning. So what is that? Well, essentially it's where the lower leg uh, goes away from the midline of the body. um, And it stretches... Uh, or uh, attempts to separate those medial collateral ligament attachment points on the medial femoral condyle and the medial tibial condyle. Um, it uh, is, again, along the medial aspect of the knee. It's a flat, broad ligament. It's not uh, distinctly discern- uh, discernible on clinical exam, uh, but you know if you're palpating the medial side of the knee, uh, then you're palpating the medial collateral ligament. Uh, it is somewhat incorporated into the capsule of the knee, and the medial uh, meniscus is also uh, attached to the inner aspect of the MCL. So, what is a typical presentation of an MCL injury? Well, in my experience as an athletic trainer and as a PA, uh, the most common mechanisms that I see are Uh, Number one, in a younger athlete, um, it's getting struck from the outside of the knee, uh, which uh, is a direct blow to the outside that pushes the knee inward and the lower leg goes outward, uh, stretching that MCL. Uh, They have pain along the inside of the knee and uh, they may or may not have difficulty weight bearing. Um, the other common presentation that I see uh, can be in anybody, but uh, it's when the lower leg uh, slips out from uh, under the person, going in an outward direction, stressing the inside of the knee, um, such as stepping on a patch of ice or slipping in mud, uh, any number of ways, uh, roller skating, uh, rollerblading, ice skating, you name it. Um, but if they have that valgus mechanism and they complain of pain on the inside of the knee, an MCL injury is one of the top things on my differential diagnosis list. Uh, so how do you test the MCL? Number one, uh, they're going to be tender along the inside aspect of the knee um, at the level of the injury. So they may not be tender throughout the entire uh length of the uh, MCL, but they may just be tender on the uh, proximal attachment at the MC, uh, at the medial colli- the medial femoral condyle, or uh, on the tibial attachment at the uh, medial tibial condyle, or in the mid body. Uh, when they're tender mid portion of the MCL, it can be a bit uh, concerning for a concomitant meniscal injury. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, but the way you stress the MCL is by reproducing the force, the valgus force. Uh, so you perform a valgus stress test, which is where you have uh, one examining hand on the outer aspect of the knee pushing inward and the opposite hand down on the lower leg at the ankle pulling outward. And you're looking for two things. You're looking to recreate pain 
uh, and to see how much the knee uh, quote opens up end quote so what that is is more or less how far you can pull that knee outward or uh, correction how much you can pull the lower leg outward um, you want to check that at zero degrees of knee extension and about 30 degrees of knee extension. Uh, that checks different fibers uh, of the ACL, or the MCL rather. Now, there are different degrees of injury um, depending on your classification scale. You can refer to it as grade one, two, or three, or you can refer to it as mild, moderate, or severe sprains. Um, and what constitutes a one, two, or three, or a mild, moderate, or severe can be based on um, the anatomy, how many fibers are torn, uh, estimated, and uh, how, uh, or on clinical exam, how much you can open the knee up uh, with that valgus stress test. And the other way it can be categorized is based on uh, the disability that it's causing the person. Um, if they just have pain and no laxity, and they're able to walk around maybe with a little limp that would constitute a grade one a grade two uh, would be if they have some laxity compared to the opposite knee uh, but it doesn't open up a tremendous amount with that valgus stress test and they may have difficulty uh, weight bearing and the final the grade three is where it opens up significantly on valgus stress testing compared to the opposite knee and uh, they they have clinical instability uh, with walking or attempting to walk they may not be able to weight bear um, so what is the treatment well the good news is uh, if you have a ligamentous injury to the knee I would personally pick the MCL because the vast majority of those heal just fine but they can take quite a while one to three months depending on severity but uh, the mainstay of treatment, uh, the first thing you want to do in acute injuries is the RICE protocol, rest, ice, uh, compression, elevation. Uh, you want to protect that MCL with a hinged knee brace. You can allow range of motion. Um, now, depending on the severity, uh, you could use different knee braces uh, for a mild sprain. You could use one with shorter lever arms for a moderate sprain, a little bit longer. And then for a grade three, uh, you would want uh, the, the longest lever arms you could find, such as a uh, post-op uh, telescoping brace that you would uh, frequently use after ACL reconstructions. But uh, the next thing is physical therapy. It's quite important in uh, regaining range of motion uh, uh, and preventing uh, any significant uh, strength loss and then restoring function as soon as possible. Um, Non-opioid pain management, whether that be in the form of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories uh, or acetaminophen. So what are some things you want to look out for? Um, MCL injuries uh, can can occur in combination with ACL injuries as well as medial meniscus injuries. Uh, you, so you want to make sure that you do a, a good lockman and assess that ACL. Uh, as far as the meniscus is concerned, uh, they are attached. So if you have medial collateral ligament pain, um, it is in the area of the MCL and it could be or the uh, medial meniscus and it can be uh, indiscernible um, early on. So. You want to keep that in mind. Um, if you do a, a, a 
a meniscus tassium McMurray's, it's going to cause pain with an MCL sprain. So you can't really uh, judge that based on uh, pain with the McMurray's because they're going to have pain from the MCL. So in most cases, I typically will initiate treatment for an MCL. And uh, if there hasn't been significant uh, improvements over about four weeks, then uh, I become a little bit more suspicious of concomitant uh, medial meniscus injury and can work that up. So when do you refer MCL sprains from a primary care setting? Uh, Well, I think that primary care providers are perfectly capable of managing uh, mild sprains and even some moderate sprains depending on uh, your locale and uh, supervising uh, physician uh, comfort. Uh, but anytime you have a grade two or grade three, I certainly don't um, think it is unreasonable to go ahead and refer that out uh, to orthopedic um, specialists. And with that, I'll go ahead and wrap things up. All right. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's segment as much as I did doing it. I trust that you'll find today's podcast useful in advancing your musculoskeletal knowledge, and I look forward to having you join me for the next segment of the Musculoskeletal Minute. You can find out more on our website, www.basicsofortho.com. Please visit and become a member of the community. Find, like, and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Have a great day.